Michael Dudikoff, an ex-Green Beret, a witness to a terrible crime. They thought they could control him, but he's gone outside the chain of command. You're not gonna try anything heroic here, are you? Time for a little barbecue. Michael Dudikoff. Chain of Command. Hey, everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy, and this week we checked out the Michael Dudikoff vehicle for Cannon called Chain of Command from 1994. 1993, 94, 95, and 96, depending on where you live. Yes, it only made it to home video in the U.S. in 96. No theaters. And it was the last canon movie officially released on this side of the pond. This movie is directed by David Wirth, mm-hmm. who you might remember is the director of Kickboxer Kick and the cinematographer on Bloodsport. Yep. Jean-Claude Van Damme's Bloodsport. Yep. And st- stars. Stars. Uh, Michael Dudikoff. Yes. Todd Curtis. Todd Curtis. Arlie Ermey. Oh, yes. And um, I actually don't know her name because they don't put this in a good order. <laughs> they just put the random names around. They really do. Kieran Tishman. Okay. As Maya Robenowitz. Uh, allegedly, that's her name. I also noticed that all the characters, JD, like all the main ones, are all have an R in their name. It's Ross... Rollins and Rubenowitz. I wonder if somebody did that on purpose. Wouldn't surprise me. So, stop me if you've heard this one before. This movie is about uh, a man stuck in a cons- stuck in a conspiracy internationally, and he has to figure a way out alive and expose the conspiracy at the same time. And this time, in this movie, it's about Michael Dudikoff's character who gets. In, in over his head as he's uh, a base and everyone around him is killed and he has to figure out what what happened. Why did everybody else get killed? Yeah, everybody thinks that he's a CIA operative, but mm-hmm. we don't know that by the end of the movie what where he works for. That's kind of a running joke mm-hmm. and why it's called Chain of Command because mm-hmm. he ends up like interacting with different um, alphabet agencies and they're like, oh, you're part of this group. Yeah, no, no. You're part of this group. No, no. A, kind of a running thing with the movies. We don't know who anybody works for for most of it. And, and it makes the movie terribly confusing. It's funny for a joke. For is, one character. Although it is but, funny at certain times because of the specific character. Yes, but but for every character <laughs> to be... Oh, which who do they work for? I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying. Although we do figure out by the end at least. So there is that. No, we still don't know if he's a CIA agent or not. Oh, him? He's not CIA he would have... Uh, he's a pizza man. All I know is he was playing... He's he a was, pizza man. All we know is he was a Green Beret at some point. That's it. That's all we know. Anyway, the, the whole movie is basically about figuring out who is what, where is what, and what do they want. And it ends with him figuring it out. That's... It's one of those... Until he things. comes up against Arlie Ermey at the end, who's revealed to be... A... I can't think of the word here, JD. What? He's an executive... At a Texas uh, oil, oil baron. Thank you. Texas oil baron. Yes. At, in the Middle East. Yes. Who wants to take over the world, but he wants to do it with to get more money because he likes money. 
Yes, because that's why he tries to bribe uh, our main character with at one point. I like money. You like money? Pretty much. Th- that was literally a, like almost that's a line. Pretty, that's pretty much what the line was, yeah. So, like I said, this is um, not that typical for canon. I don't even think it's that typical for Michael Dudikoff. Didn't we already cover a movie where, where he did something sort of like this recently? Yes, literally in like the last five movies we've watched, the last five canon movies we've watched have been this plot. Yeah, because there was one specifically with him in it that was like this. Although, and it was another one that I did not enjoy. I'll tell you right now that it was called... Oh, I would say I did like this one better than that one. Yeah. Did you know that he was in uh, Bachelor Party? Michael Dudikoff? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't know that. I did not know that. We're just uh, filling looking? for time while I'm going back because I have to go through all his zombie movies he's done in the 2000s. Who are you looking... What are you looking for? Michael Dudikoff. I'm trying to remember what the name of that movie was. Was it River of Death? No. No, that wasn't River of Death. That River of Death was... Uh... Oh, the Human Shield. It was the Human Shield. Yeah, the Human Shield. It's basically the same thing as that, only that one was uh, not as good as this one. That was kind of, I don't know, boring, if I remember correctly. Nothing really stood out in that movie. This one at least had a few things that uh, that brought me to attention. Maybe we might as well go into that one, I guess. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's basically our general intent of, like, thoughts on this movie, impressions. It's just it's simply, a, it's like... It's a generic canon movie, really. <laughs> it's, it's it just... is the last released canon film. It stands out for that aspect, but otherwise it would probably just be, yeah, it's another canon movie, other than that. You look at this and you can smell the straight to VHS, but it still did theater uh, box office in other countries. Well, yeah, the thing to say about it, too, is, like, um, the direction is, is pretty good for what it is. Um it's but, very workmanlike. You can tell that David Worth, the director, is very workmanlike. Yeah, the acting is pretty fine. I mean, um, the characters too. Um, they 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 have very uh, memorable reactions to things, and they have uh, some fun character traits. At least some of them do. And um, there's a very very fun antagonist character. <laughs> yeah, Todd Curtis is a uh, does a pretty good job as the uh, antagonist. So, like, there are things that do stand out in the movie, like I said, which is why I would put it over something like Human Shield, which is the same basic thing, but doesn't really have anything at all to and it. And I definitely put it over uh, Midnight Ride or River of Death for his characterization at the very least. Yeah, uh, especially River of Death, which was... Also Rescue Me, where he played Daniel Mac McDonald, which we just... Like I said, this whole entire last run of movies we've been watching for the end of canon have all been Michael Dudikoff movies, it feels like, except for, like, two. Mm. Although, I guess, to, to his credit, at least they're somewhat different from each other. Most of them, anyway. Some of them are just... Like, this movie was, like, three times in a row, almost. But, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I might as well just say, uh... I don't know. Let's go with low points, I guess, since this is the last official game. Ooh, movie. yeah. Low points on this movie. Mm. It's confusing. The confusion, I was about to say, is probably the low point. About about a third of the way through the movie, I looked at JD. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And he literally had to ask me at one point, wait, who's what here? I don't, I don't, I don't know what's happening. It's it's trying it's trying to be clever, but it's not working. It's like, oh hey, it's like as I said earlier, mm. everybody is pretending to work for somebody else, but then we're never clear on who works for whom and who's against whom, which in a better movie, a better written movie, might be enjoyable if it was like one or two characters. But when it's every freaking character, even the head of the CIA that we met isn't even freaking working really for the CIA, is working for somebody else. You know what that actually reminded me of? The movie we watched, uh, Down Twisted, which had the same exact thing. The only difference with that one is... They thought, you know what? We don't have any idea what's going on. We'll just keep twisting and twisting and twisting the whole movie. And by the end of the movie, it's like, 
Nothing anybody is doing makes any sort of sense, regardless of motive. At least I could follow the plot of that one a little bit. A little bit, yeah. That one was just boring. Yeah, but this one makes up for it with a lot of the funny stuff that happens in it, and a lot of the interesting uh, um, characters. Can you say hmm. slow motion action sequences by the plenty? Can you say mid-90s? Because, yeah, that's pretty much what it was at that I time. I thought there was something wrong with the stream we were watching because suddenly in the mm. middle of an action sequence it slows down. Well, we have we haven't for obvious reasons because it does it's not in what we cover in Canon Cruisers but when you watch a lot of like these sorts of movies in the late 90s like let's say PM Entertainment type stuff there's a lot of slowdown because for some reason in the mid to late 90s people thought slowdown was the greatest invention to ever hit action movies. I blame uh, John Woo. I have to blame him, even though he did it in The Killer, and it was quite amazing. Same thing with Hard Boiled. Yeah, but those things would have been making... Those things would have been making their way to the directors overseas, and then it's like, oh, wait, this is a really cool way of doing action sequences. Everybody had to copy him, and it's... Until he became a parody of himself. Well, I don't even remember him doing it in things like... uh, hard target or anything like that no you want the er john woo movie you watch the awful mission impossible 2 which was just like eh, i'm john woo let's just throw in a bunch of doves in slow motion <laughs> and he's on a motorcycle for some reason to be fair though i don't have the highest opinion of the first couple of mission impossible movies but literally anyway, the first two mission impossible movies are, are awful and then they get really great after I, that I have to say, yeah my controversial opinion is i hate the first Mission Impossible movie a lot, and a lot of people really like it, but that's kind of off-topic. It has its moments. Surprise, mm. this became a Mission Impossible podcast yeah, in the right. middle of it. The first movie has its moments. Mm. Tom Cruise was at the height of his well, likableness, you're not gonna, and that's as much as I'm going to talk about it this right gonna now. You're not going to hear much about Mission Impossible, because that's pretty much after the stuff we cover here, but yeah, that's that's as far as we go on that. But yeah, this movie is, like I said, it's pretty typical of okay, it's pretty typical of the time. And like I said... It's pretty typical of Michael Dudikoff for the, the roles, because movies he would do after this would be mm-hmm. um, Cyberjack, yeah. Soldier Boys, it's Moving c- Targets, Bounty Hunter, so all the same type of titlings. Yeah, it was a, a sort of s- stuff like this. Then he uh, retired. He also his, played Robert uh, Scandal Jackson in 22 episodes of Cobra, the television series, based on the canon film Cobra. It's not based on the movie, but yes, he did do that in a... Um, What's his name? Uh, did it? Stephen J. Cannell, I think, uh, was executive producer on that. Can you tell I just don't want to talk about this movie? There's nothing really to talk about in regards to the movie because we've already covered this plot about 400 times on Cannon Cruisers before. And out of those 400 times, at least 300 of them were Michael Dudikoff films. Hmm. <laughs> Though, like I said, I will give it credit for where it's doing that. It's Of all of those ones he did, this is probably the better one to watch of all of those because there's no. certain things in it that are a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, but it's not because of him. It's because of the highlight of the film, uh, Todd Norris? No, what's Todd his name? Curtis. Todd Curtis? Todd Norris. Well, not everybody in canon is related to Chuck Norris, Randy. No, they're all related to Golan and Globus. <laughs> Just because it has a last name Manaheim doesn't mean he's related to Manaheim. Actually, I, mean, I misread it because my eyes were blurry. It actually is Menachem. Menachem. Not Manaheim. Menachem. Yeah, that's a different name. Yeah. yeah, I just saw it from a distance. And yes, because it's late day canon, a lot of it is filmed near Israel because that's where they were located. That's why all their films after a certain date are set in the Middle East. Yeah. And if they start in the city like LA or something, they always end up over there by the end of it, almost invariably, because that's what they had to shoot. So that's what they used. 
So, like I said, might as well go into uh, positives. Positives would definitely be... Todd Curtis as Rollins. As the assassin Rollins, who's a lot of fun. Who did he work for again? It's just it's, it's just Arlie Ermy, right? Just he, him. It's like he did he did he, he had no ambiguity. It was just him and Arlie Ermy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just a bad guy who likes to torture people, but he, he has fun doing it. He's just an assassin. He was he, and he had a lot of funny moments, a lot of funny lines, especially for some reason when one of the guys wanted to martial arts him for some reason. He's plugging, "Are you kidding me?" And he just shot him point blank. <laughs> It's like stuff like that is is a lot of fun, and I have to say, JD, that this movie mm-hmm. cared so little about like the actors cared so little. Did you catch the part where Arlie Ermy said, "Watch your step, Ben," to uh, Michael Dudikoff's character? Mm-hmm. Ben's the I name mean, of Arlie Ermy's character, not the name of. Uh... Well, maybe he was talking to himself. Who knows? <laughs> that would be like that type of guy to do that. But yeah, like I said, there's like fun moments in this movie, which is. Probably as a why it didn't bore me as much as, say, Human Shielded, which didn't really have anything at all to it. So, like, for that, I might as well just uh, go and say, I'll give it a, a three. I give it a two. It's not a high three. It's a low three. It's just passable enough, and I uh, enjoyed it enough. But aside from being the last canon movie, it doesn't really stand out at all. The fact that I could barely follow it <laughs> to me, that's at some points. Um... <laughs> And I like twisty movies, and, and it's like, it didn't interest me overall, but I didn't hate it. It was just kind of like, oh, like, every once in a while I'll go, hey, I like action. Um, but it show was a bad, it was bad. It was, it was just a, you can tell that they didn't care anymore. It's like, we have no money. Michael Dudikoff just doesn't care. He's like, here's a paycheck. Mm. Well, it, like I said, he did movies after this, but he didn't do a whole lot. I think his last real thing he focused on, I think, came out in like 2001, and then he retired for a while yeah he became a real estate agent and then he started mm-hmm. making a comeback when, it, when people were ironically liking his films mm-hmm. yeah but this... and then he did a bunch of straight to dvd dreck where he's versus zombies and he's a military man yeah but i mean like in his original run it's not like he did a whole lot after uh canon anyway so like i said there's um <clears throat> not a whole lot to say about this movie which is like i said it's just a shame because it is the last one that came out and what's really disappointing is that Todd Curtis didn't go on to do a lot more stuff. That was the biggest shame because when when I was watching him in this movie, like he he would have been really good in more action movies. He would have been fun. Like this he would have been really good, more really enjoyable. So it's a real shame that he didn't go on to do more stuff like this. He had some real uh, Walken energy and a, some yes. real. Um, um, he was in Batman, not Batman, in uh, Spider Man. Mm. He's uh, the Goblin. What's his name? Um, Green Goblin. Yeah, he played the Green Goblin. No, what's his name? The actor. He had, had real, uh, his energy. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I can't think of the name right now. He was in John Wick. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of his name he right now. He was in The Smiling Man. Mm-hmm. William Defoe. William Defoe. He had some real Defoe and Walken energy going mm-hmm. on there. He was just a crazy person. Yeah. And like, even Walken was in stuff like The Rundown, and he helped that one, too, because he was the villain. So, like, it, he had that kind of energy to him, which was a lot of fun to watch. It was like... Uh, the only thing to say that was like that. That's the last canon movie. Um, that is the last canon movie. All that's left after this that really from canon is some TV productions. And those TV productions are mostly miniseries for, or sorry, mm-hmm. made for TV movies for the Walker Texas Ranger from the canon television. Yeah, that's, it's pretty much it. We don't really. There is no more canon. Yeah, we covered pretty much everything actually. We covered from the first uh, Golan Globus production back in 1980 all the way up to this one which 
squeaked out in North American theater or video stores in 1996. So about a 16 year span of stuff. And this is the last one. Yeah. There is no more canon. <sighs> no, not after this. Although, I guess, there is other stuff we didn't get to, we couldn't find. But considering most of Canon Cruisers was us just going from point A to point B and stopping every now and then to go back, we uh, we didn't really get to cover that. We didn't get to do that. And then there also was the arguments over what constituted a canon film. <laughs> oh, that. We had problems with that in the beginning. Uh that we actually realized we missed a lot more than we had thought. Yeah, it was when we when we started uh, Canon Cruisers. We we didn't really we didn't really know that much about it. We just figured, oh, this is just like something they're licensing, and then we'll, we we'll, we'll give up after a week and we'll, we'll make any more podcasts. And then it's five, and, almost five years. And later. then read up on stuff and learned about like some of the productions. Like, oh, just because it says that doesn't mean they didn't they weren't involved in it and it wasn't a Canon movie. So we missed a bunch of stuff, which means we'll be going back to cover that at some point um maybe but for now this is the last episode of this season of canon cruisers this is the last uh, movie for the season yep we're not even doing a non-canon to end it off with we're not capping it off with a non-canon film at all we'll just see what happens next uh who knows it's a surprise i guess yep all right, with that said, we'll see you or we won't see you next we'll time. We'll be back in our usual uh, format of uh, discussing the canon films we watched this season. Yeah, maybe. We'll see when we conclude our journey through the canon catalog. Yep. Hmm. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Canon Films, and we're Dynamite. You're not going to try anything heroic here, are you? Time for a little barbecue. Michael Dudakoff. Chain of Command.